welcome to your free webinar writing a business plan episode one this webinar is sponsored by rural farmers hub your private extension service provider while this presentation may be useful to everyone it is particularly designed for young agropreneurs past and present youth core members and farmers generally objectives of this webinar it is our expectation that when you complete this webinar you will be writing your business plan primarily to help you mobilize personal funds and some other forms of support from your family and friends to start your own farm for the benefit of doubt what exactly is a business plan the simplest way to define it is a business plan is a formal written document containing business goals the methods on how these goals can be attained and the time frame within which these goals need to be achieved. Now, notice these key highlights. Number one, what are your business goals? Number two, how are you going to achieve these goals? Number three, when will these goals be achieved? You see, what, how, when? No matter how passionate you are about your business, you must begin by writing it down in a structured manner, which is the business plan. While you are excited about starting that agribusiness and having read a lot about it, you must acknowledge that a business plan is a living document. It should not be a serious document like a legal contract. If anything, anyone reading your business plan should be able to enjoy reading it like a book or a good novel. As a living document, you would expect it to be improved upon over time. So like, like a human being, as you keep growing, like a living person, you improve yourself over time. A business plan should be treated that way. It should be improved upon over time. So whatever you write in your business plan today is not permanent. Come back to it occasionally to puncture holes on it so as to find areas that needs improvement. So as a summary, uh, a business plan is meant to help align your thoughts on what you want to achieve within your business how you are going to achieve those goals and when those goals will be achieved don't lose focus of these three questions as you prepare your business plan For this webinar, our focus is on business plan writing for farming as a business. Business plan writing for farming as a business. Uh, writing a business plan for farming, particularly crop production, is very different from writing a business plan for other business ideas. So this is because farming is similar to manufacturing than it is to other businesses like e-commerce, app economy, tech startups, subscription services, etc. And like manufacturing, your overarching goal when writing a business plan for farming is to maximize profit by minimizing your cost and optimizing your farming methods. I take that again. Your overarching goal when writing a business plan for farming business is to maximize profit by minimizing your cost and 
optimizing your farming methods. So frankly speaking, the profitability of your farm business depends partly on your ability to lower costs and not uh, spend at or not spend it at all. The other part is to find a better and more productive way to carry out farming activities, you know, such as land preparation, how you apply fertilizer, how you manage pest attacks, disease control, etc. So your business plan must communicate these two parts clearly. Please note that uh, we expect you to write this business plan as your personal guide for running your farm with your personal money. Should you develop this discipline while writing your business plan, you will end up with a business plan that you not uh, just present that you cannot just present to investors, but uh, would also be able to talk about like you were born with it. So please, uh, if your objective is to write a business plan so you can secure funding, uh, you are preparing yourself for failure. Write this business plan as your own personal guide when you're, I mean, have that mindset when writing the business plan. So let's get started. The business plan or the best business plan ever written begins as a structured summary. So when you think of business plan or when you maybe download business plan templates, the first thing that comes to your mind is a, 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 a hundred page, 50 page uh, book, if I have to call it a book. So well, I think the, one of the best ways to approach this is to see a business plan as a structured summary two-page, three-page, five-page, ten-page. So in other words, the version one of your business uh, business plan is at best a collection of notes you put together that explains one, what the opportunities are, also known as the problem statement, two, what the production process looks like, and then three, when you anticipate to harness these opportunities. So we can now explore these three things into the following headlines. So the first one will be opportunities for improvement. So the first note or the first section of your business plan summary will be what are the opportunities you are looking to improve? In other words, what are the problem statements with the business, uh, with the industry you are about to enter? Number two, your business process. How are you solving? What are the solutions that you are applying to solve this uh, problem? or these opportunities for improvement. What are the things you are going to do to improve uh, the existing uh, solution? Three, what are your keys to success? The secret sauce. Number four, company ownership and management. Who owns what? How are you going to register? Are you going to do a business name or are you going to incorporate? Number five, your production capacity. So basically, uh, how much do you want to produce per month, per year, as in the case of families, going to be per year. Number six, your key performance indicators. Number seven, your market analysis. And last but not the least, your financials, which in this case includes things like the economics of production and your profit and loss analysis. So let me walk you through these things using an actual business plan
before we continue, I must uh, re-emphasize the objective of this business plan. You know, I said the first one is, of course, your your final objective is to make more to to farm uh, profitably, and uh, it's important to know that when farming, there are there are risks associated with farming that you must uh, you must uh, be conscious of, and those risks can be averted by uh, some of the processes that we we'll discuss in the business plan. But whatever you do as a farmer, your primary objective to stay in profitable is by finding ways to minimize costs. So ask questions like, how, what, in what ways can I uh, apply less fertilizer without affecting my yield, for instance? Or how can I acquire farm inputs like tractors, like fertilizer, like uh, agrochemicals for lower cost? You know, those are the questions you want to ask in your business plan. And even in reality, those are the questions that you want to be solving on a weekly basis. How can you do things for less? And on the other end, uh, you also want to be asking this very, very key question. How can you produce more? with less all right the first one is how can you uh, minimize your cost for farm input the second one is how can you produce more more harvest with less resources so less resources means how can i produce more crops with less fertilizer how can i produce more crops with less amount of uh, water how can i produce more crops with less uh with smaller land space you know so these are the things i want you to keep in mind when writing your business plan because uh, apparently the success of a business plan depends on your ability to achieve these two things lower costs and optimize your farming process optimizing means how can you achieve more with less water how can you achieve more yield more harvest with less water less farm less everything all right that is what i mean by that so your business plan summary that document will begin with the title or cover page so uh, since we're already interested uh, we're only interested in writing a summary you don't really need to have like a full page cover design or something like that just a simple title or heading will, will be will be enough for a start then later on you can decide to design something beautiful for yourself so for the uh, for this our for this example uh uh, business plan summary is going to be just a simple title that says business plan summary for ABC farm then under it I have this subtitle commercial production of maize and sesame so that's just the, that's my cover that's my title I say it again business plan summary for ABC farms under it I have a subtitle commercial production of maize and sesame Alright, so from this title, you can tell that, of course, this is a farm and the objective, the goal of this farm is to commercially grow maize and sesame. So if you remember in our uh, in our previous uh, 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 previous session, we said that there are some uh, that, that, that there are some headings that our business plan must contain. So the first one, of course, is the title. Uh, the second one is the opportunities for improvement which is the problem statement so shortly below the uh, the title 
I now have uh, we now have the opportunity a heading that says opportunity for improvement. But generally, in some when you download some business uh, business plan templates, it's going to be called problem statement. So just for clarity, this is just what it could be a problem like in most other some other businesses that is not farm. It's an obvious uh, it could be an obvious problem. So it could be like uh, in your estate. It is difficult for people to move from one point of the estate to the other. It is difficult for people to get groceries, for instance. That's a problem statement. And in that case, now your business plan will be, or your business goal will be to provide a an intra-estate logistics service, maybe a bike that you can use to help people. They'll call you on the phone and say, I need this, and you can pick it up from one point to the other. You see, it's a, it's a problem statement. But in the case of farming, the problem statement is not unique to you. It's more like a an industry-wide problem statement, which is either food for consumption or for industrial raw material. So when it comes to farming or production of food, the problem uh, is like twofold: food security, which is for consumption, and supply chain for uh, industrial raw material. So in this our example business plan, our problem statement would be: there is a prevalence of low quality crop yield in rural farming villages. This is largely as a result of outdated farming practices and weak or non-existent agricultural extension service. I'll take that again. The problem statement is this. There is a prevalence of low quality crop yield in rural farming areas. Of course, your farm is going to be in the village, so that's why it's like that. And this is largely as a result of outdated farming practices and weak or non-existent agricultural extension services. Two things. The farmers are using outdated, like most farmers actually, use outdated farming practices. And then secondly, extension service does not exist most of the time. And even when they are, when they exist, they're usually very weak. So just for the purpose of... uh, uh, those who don't know what agricultural extension service is so agric extension uh, it's like uh, medical services it's like healthcare services but for crops so when you are sick for instance you go to a doctor right you get your body vitals checked and uh, you get diagnosis so when your crop crop as well in the crop are also uh, organic uh, uh, living things so when crop falls sick, who gets to diagnose them? The agric extension workers. All right. So that's just what it is. So you find that uh, uh, both the outdated uh, farming practices and the inadequate extension service are kind of tied in because uh, most farmers are treating their crop sicknesses using uh, knowledge from way back. All right. So um, in the picture below, you are going to see the anatomy of the problem. Uh, the problem uh, of uh, of that farmers face. So primarily the problem can be summed up into just these three, uh, four words, low quality crop yield. In other words, poor harvest. That is the problem that most farmers face. And if you are to trace back this problem to the cause, you see that the cause of poor harvest is, the first one would be lack of information on soil fertility or soil trend distribution. So basically, most farmers don't do soil tests. 
they just literally go there clear the farm and start farming without actually checking if the farm is fertile or not number two cause is lack of information on soil water stress the productivity of your crop relies primarily one of the key things that determine your harvest as a farmer is the soil water the amount of soil the amount of soil water available to the plant at certain stage of the of the growth usually in the middle of the of the farming season so if the soil does not have enough water for your 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 maize or your sesame or your or your plant to fully form the fruits that you want to harvest then you will not have a uh, you will not have a good harvest the number three is insufficient number three cause is insufficient understanding of weather most farmers don't know that weather controls agriculture for weather controls the entire earth so like extreme weathers can make you fall sick right if it is too hot if it is too cold you can fall sick the same thing applies to crop and it's important that we uh, we we know exactly what the weather situation is and how to respond because some weather situation may lead to drought like water shortage in the soil and the only way you can mitigate water shortage in the soil for your plant is by irrigation you see and another way too is things like erosion if your farm is on a path where there are water drains like natural water drains water passes through and washes keep washing your uh, your soil away from your farm what you can do as a farmer to prevent that is to have uh, waterways like drainages in your farm so that when the rain falls or when when there is water movement from the upland passing through your farm the water will simply find the channel that you have created the artificial channel you created and pass through it all right so i'll just continue the fourth uh, the fourth uh, cause of low harvest poor harvest is the low adoption of good agronomic practices so good agronomic agronomic practices include things like how you plant most farmers when they are planting they overcrowd the seeds together or some of them even do something they call broadcast they just sprinkle it all over the farm now the problem with this is that if you have a high population of seed per square meter for instance you will find that those seeds when as they germinate they will struggle for a fixed small amount of nutrients so the best thing to the better thing to do will be to plant your your seeds in even spacing you space them evenly on a straight line that way each crop will get uh, as much nutrient as it requires to grow to fully develop the fifth cause of poor harvest is pest attack insect and some other and then animal nutrition like cattle and the rest the last but not the least cause of poor quality uh, yield is uh, inadequate farm input. So if you decide to use uh, laborers to, to till the farm instead of tractor, for instance, that may lead to poor quality yield. And of course, too much uh, uh, excessive use of tractor is not very good for your, your, your land as well. So you have to strike a balance. Uh, uh, excessive application of herbicides and pesticide and fertilizer also can affect can affect your your harvest so it's very important that you apply you you do exactly what to do so and these things all these causes can be 
summed into uh, uh, the following factors. So things like uh, lack of information on soil nutrient testing uh, and the lack of information on soil water could be attributed to inadequate extension service provi uh, providers, you see. So assuming we have, uh, the country has uh, enough extension uh, agents, most farmers and then and have like a, a vibrant uh, industry for agronomists and soil scientists, farmers will be able to fall back and do things like soil testing and water testing and the likes. And the second one is inadequate education on, on farming, like farmer education. Uh, and then uh, low adoption of technology as well. Uh, these three things are responsible for all the causes that leads to very poor harvest. So uh, in summary, the causes of low quality yield are number one, lack of information on soil fertility. Number two, lack of information on soil water stress. Number three, insufficient understanding of weather. Four, low adoption of good agronomic practices. Five, pest attack plus animal intrusion. Six, use of low resistant seed. So uh, 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 that, that, is, uh, that is that for the problem statement. Now for the, for the business process, which is the, the third headline, the third heading or the solution, so how are you going to solve all these problems in your own farm? All right. So while your primary activity is a crop production, uh, how you do it matters. All right. So since we have established that crop yield is declining across many villages, you you cannot do whatever what everyone else is doing and expect a different result. You need to be specific about what your farming methods are and how different activities connect with each other. Each other towards achieving your your business goal as a farmer so this is how uh, i would put my business process you know for my business plan our farming method we use a combination of scientifically proven good agronomic practices something called referred to as gaps gap i'll take that again our farming method will use a combination of scientifically proven good agronomic practices in the form of services or training and software solution to manage the entire farming activity from land preparation to harvest. So if I'm to break it down, it's like you have two parts. Uh, your, your farming method will have two parts. One is you are going to use science proven farming practices and you're going to do this get this thing in the form of services that's rendered by a third party or you're going to train by yourself on these science proven good farming practices then the second part is you need like some sort of software assistance something that can help you inspect your farm without you having to even be there you know uh, yeah so the goal the end goal is to significantly reduce the risks exposure to the money you've invested while also significantly producing more than a traditional farmer would i'll take that again the essence of combining these science proven farming practices and the software is so that you can significantly reduce the risk exposure to the money you invested 
while also producing more than an average farmer. So the atypical, uh, the atypical farming workflow according to this method would be number one, land preparation. So under land preparation, you have things like you have to choose the farm location with the best soil for, your, for the crop you want to grow. Now this matters because it is the first thing that determines how good your harvest will become. Step two for land preparation, test for soil nutrients to know how fertile it is for the crop you want to grow. Number three or step three, use your soil test result to calculate the quality the quantity of fertilizer that is required so what that means is the for every harvest you get the crop actually extracted nutrient from the soil to produce that so if your soil is not too fertile you need to apply the you need to fill up the 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 the, the, the deficiency in the soil nutrients so your crop can also attain full maturity step four choose how to till your soil remember i mentioned that tractor is good but too much tractor can be bad for your for the soil then step five choose seed variety so because sometimes uh, climate and uh, climate change and stubborn plant disease can get in the way of your harvest uh, and there's little you can do about it it's important to buy and use resistant seed when planting then the second uh, step in our workflow after land preparation is you need to plant according to best farming practices that's the second step the third step is you need 24 7 monitoring of crop health performance and water stress using apps and e-extension tools so you will get with this uh, with these apps and tools you will get personalized recommendation and advice straight into your phone on what to do at every stage of your crop growth the success of your farm depends greatly on what you do in this uh, in this stage so in this stage means you're monitoring your crop health the performance and, and water stress so everything we've said so far while they are very important this number three is key it decides because this is like what you what you do daily or weekly as a farmer if you miss out on any of the steps of or any of the uh, uh, the mitigation you're supposed to apply to lower your risks, then uh, you are you are heading for a poor harvest. Then number four in our workflow will be harvest. So uh, the, you you need to also uh, these uh, these apps or these services can also tell you the best time to harvest. So best time to harvest is like it gives you the best time to harvest when the grains are still heavy so usually it's around 14 percent of moisture in the grain uh, between 10 to 14 percent of moisture in the grain if you harvest too early you may damage your harvest and store it because there is still water in it and the fungi could grow and then damage the crop the harvest if you harvest too late you will have uh, you would have lost some weight when selling because your harvest will be sold in in weight measure so you need to you need to get the exact time to harvest so you can get the best amount of weight the the, the right weight for your harvest and then last but not the least after harvesting you either store it or you sell it yes so uh, the next uh, heading for your business plan will be keys to success what are the secret sauce what are the secrets what are the things that if you fail to do your farm business is going to fail 
one of the guiding principles that if you adhere to them will somehow guarantee the realization of your business goals basically uh, so right the first key to a successful farm business is to focus on one on one or two cash crop at a time in a, in a, in, a, in a farming year so you focus on one crop or two crop at a time in a farming year so our advice usually is that you focus on one crop for every farming cycle so in nigeria there are about three farming cycles two wet season and one dry season depending on the crop all right so in the in the first cycle usually you have the maize melon granite cycle which will begin uh, when the rainy season starts and ends somewhere around august so if you are going to choose any crop at that cycle you choose one if it is maize you are choosing you choose maize so for the purpose of this our business plan we chose maize for that first cycle and then for the second cycle we chose sesame which is starting in august and uh, harvesting around november december that's the first key a key to your success as a farmer focus on one crop at a time number two grow the select crop at a scale attractive for off-taking at premium market so you cannot grow maize at your backyard and be a successful farmer no there has to be a minimum output that you produce from your farm so usually we recommend something around one hectare but if you cannot get one hectare half hectare will do but there's a caveat to it which we'll discuss later in this presentation number three carry out soil testing and visualize the soil nutrient distribution uh, on a map so even though soil testing like the traditional soil testing are good how do you know which part of your farm is more fatter than the other so it's best to use digital tools in this case which leads us to the fourth one fourth, uh, fourth key to success use digital tool to monitor your crop health don't rely on what you see because whatever you see is already late so use digital tools uh, to monitor your crop health number five subscribe to extension services or e-extension services very very key extension services are like your healthcare, are like healthcare, but for crops all right so the fourth heading will be, the next heading will be a company ownership and management so who will own this farm enterprise is it you you and your wife you and your girlfriend you and your brother you and so on in your family how will this business entity be registered officially uh, okay business registration is not exactly required when starting out as it may lead to some form of distraction so i would like i would recommend that you focus on building the farm first into an efficient money-making system that can operate with your little or no action so once you've achieved this efficient money-making system of a farm then you can consider registering it as a as a company so don't be distracted by doing registration first and all that focus on what really matters which is building an efficient farming system so for this section uh what you write in this section is abc farms is a private enterprise producing maize and sesame now for maize and sesame you can choose your crop variety depending on where you are our farm will be registered under the laws of the Federal Republic of Banana and it will be under management of Mr. John Mary and or Miss Mary John. 
so that's that for the company ownership you can build on this later as you grow your business the next heading will be production capacity so for that i'm going to write abc farm will produce 4.5 tons of maize per hectare and 2.2 tons of sesame per hectare yearly so I'm, I'm targeting two cycles the first cycle like i said which is when the rain starts till august and the next one will be from august till november december so my combined tonnage per year will be 6.5 <coughs> for both maize and uh, sesame so the next heading will be the kpis and the marketing kpi means key performance index so kpis are very important because they are the things that help you know if you are doing well as a farmer or not so the amount of money in the bank is okay but there are things that determines the amount of money you get in the bank all right so those are the kpis that we want to explore and as a farmer your singular key performance indicator is to produce more with less resources such as money land water and human effort your kpi your singular most important kpi is to produce more produce more more tonnage with less resources less size of land small amount of money small amount of smaller amount of water and smaller amount of human effort as farming season come and goes the growth of your uh, of your love for this business will be tested of course because every business without some sort of uh, income generation uh, revenue generation will, will die because money is the lifeblood of every business your biggest test will be on how much money you are able to make for every one naira you spend so and one potent method of measuring your farm performance is by demarcating the farm into fixed quadrants so if you have a one hectare size of land divide that farm into four which which could also form your your drainage path so you divide that farm into four so that uh, uh, when harvesting you can record how much how many bags or tonnage you were able to harvest for each of those quadrants you see that if i do it for two years i can be able to tell which of the quadrant is doing well all right and when i know this i can now check what am i doing in each of these quadrants that is favoring one quadrant over the other so is it like this quadrant is more fertile or is it that i'm applying the around right uh, i'm applying too much fertilizer there is it that i'm paying more attention there i know those are the things that you are looking for you're trying to see how can you get more output from each quadrant every year so if you have this as your kpi you see yourself like over time you'll be obsessed with how you can increase your harvest per quadrant and your account uh, your bank account will thank you as you succeed so the next subheading under kpi is uh, is your customer persona so after farming and growing all your maize and sesame and what have you who are you going to sell it to who is your ideal buyer where is he or she from how do you contact him or her so uh, in summary your ideal buyer so instead of taking your produce to the open market which is what most uh, average farmers do and haggle prices with middlemen you should identify a commodity warehouse within your location so there, there are warehouses that store food 
and uh, the owners of those warehouses are also traders and sometimes they they are contractors for industries for manufacturers so ask questions around and find out if there are commodity warehouses for if you are into maize you have any any big maize warehouse and uh, try and do, try and meet them before your own farm try and meet them and find out if they can buy your maize when you harvest so once you harvest you don't have to go to the market you just load it in a truck or pick up and go sell to them directly so that's the first thing you need to do identify your buyer so and uh, it is strongly recommended that you join a cooperative or uh, uh, for uh, the cooperative should be for people who farm uh, like similar crops so that cooperative should can be for maize for instance and if uh, that uh, sort cooperative does not exist in in your location you can decide to form one get farmers 20 50 farmers and then form a cooperative so this will enable your membership to combine your harvest and sell in trucks so assuming you don't you you're not able to get one hectare to grow your maize for instance by the time you have like 20 people who have like small small quantities you could aggregate it into a food truck and sell to uh and sell to uh, the, the the buyer the warehouse and the reason you do this is because there is selling power in numbers smaller quantities usually don't command good price and uh, but when you sell as a group you can discuss with big industries even you can even discuss with the nigerian breweries for instance and floor mills and negotiate uh, supply i mean you, you do this negotiation even before you plant the first seed on the ground you can do that negotiation while you've planted and your crop is still you can negotiate all those things before you even harvest so that as soon as you're harvesting you are supplying the second thing to note about your customer persona will be the location so uh, in nigeria there are at least one major commodity dealer in your state that's guaranteed yep. there is a commodity warehouse in every single state in the country and if you have a major industry like grand uh, Grand Mill, uh, Flour Mill of Nigeria, Nigerian Breweries, Green Guinness. If you have any of such factories uh, in your state or in a nearby state, there is a good chance that you have a premium buyer nearby. So those those industries usually work with warehouses to buy their raw materials for making their stuff. So if you have companies like that in your state or nearby state, then there's a good chance that that a premium buyer exists in in that state so uh for the market analysis uh, the following crops are always in demand due to their demand as industrial raw material there's a high probability that you will find a bulk premium buyer uh, before you even harvest so since you are interested in farming as a business these are the crops that you should grow number one ginger number two maize number three soybean four paddy rice five cocoa six sorghum these commodities especially maize and paddy rice are always in demand so for the financials uh, we'll take a little break and uh, when we come back we'll discuss uh, the financials
yes so uh, i believe so far we're all having fun and uh we're entering the last phase of this presentation which is the financials so how much money do you need to to start your farm like how much money exactly and what are the things that you're going to spend that money on so we're going to break this uh, part into two this last section into two parts one is the economics of production which uh, here we'll talk about the, the different things that you need both items and activities and how much each of them will cost from beginning to the end and then the second part is the profit and loss analysis so after spending this amount how much are you should you expect to make after you sell all right so two parts the economics of production which is like the things the money requirement you know and then the emp which is how much you expect to make so we're going to break the economics of production eop into two parts the first one is for maize the second part is for benicid or sesame all right so whether it is uh, uh, regardless of the crop variety the crop variety the items you require are the same all right the items you require are the same so the first item is is seed of course you need seed for planting you need fertilizer two types you need urea and you need npk fertilizer the next item is you need extension services the next one is tractor services then you need herbicides then you need pesticide then you need to do weeding at some point like manual weeding and then there's the harvesting harvesting cost money you need to hire people to do the harvest and then miscellaneous just some other costs that may come up so for maize for seed you need four bags of and this uh, eop is designed for one hectare like a football size uh farmland so for for maize seed you need four bags and four bags cost six thousand for urea fertilizer now we are being economic with the fertilizer thing because we are hoping that you can optimize its usage using some of the digital tools that uh, farmers across the world are using to optimize their consumption of fertilizer thereby also reducing their cost so you need one bag of urea which costs seven thousand you need two bags of npk which cost about eleven thousand for extension service you should budget anything between two thousand five hundred and five thousand naira for the entire uh, for the maize uh, crop so but for this uh, for this eop we're going to use two thousand five hundred naira tractor services you just need one tractor that will cost you around twenty two thousand five hundred for herbicide you need four liters of herbicide which is 5500 naira for pesticide you need one liter 2000 naira for weeding you're going to hire some people to help you do weeding one person should be able to handle that over a couple of days that's uh 11000 naira subject to negotiation and then for the harvest you will need to harvest as quickly as possible so you need like 10 manual laborers on your farm that will work for one day and uh, uh, each of them gets 2,000 naira or not 
so but your total cost for harvesting should be uh about uh, twelve thousand naira, and then for miscellaneous ten thousand naira. in total your eop for bees is eighty-eight thousand two hundred naira. for sesame or bean seed you need 25 kg of seed like a seed variety which cost about fifteen thousand naira. you need two bags of urea fertilizer fourteen thousand naira. you need four bags of npk which cost twenty two thousand naira. you need uh, extension services two thousand five hundred naira. you need uh, tractor services twenty two thousand five hundred naira. you need herbicide four liters five thousand five hundred you need pesticide one liter two thousand naira. You need weeding, eleven thousand naira, and then harvesting, twelve thousand naira. Miscellaneous, ten thousand naira. Total, one hundred and eleven, one hundred and fifteen thousand, two hundred naira. So, um, so if you if you plan on doing both uh, maize and because you're going to farm, uh, remember I said that the maize is in one cycle. For the same calendar year and the sesame is for another cycle for the same calendar year so you see that if you have 115,000 naira 200 naira 115,200 naira if you have that you're going to use the same amount to farm maize in the first window which is from april to august and then after selling and harvesting you're going to use the same capital to plant sesame between august and december all right so but if you don't plan on farming sesame, if you just want to plant maize, all you need is just 88,200 naira. So that is that for the EOP. So for the profit and loss, how much money are you going to make? So for maize, if you applied the farming method, the process that we described in this business plan, uh, you, you will harvest about 45 bags in one hectare. 45 bags of maize in one hectare so assuming that a bag costs 9,000 naira which fluctuates between 9,000 between uh, 11,000 11, 12,000 and uh, uh, and 7, 6,000 something like that so the, the, the average indicative price for this presentation is like 9,000 naira for a bag so if you are selling that you see that your 45 bags will give you 405,000 naira. So for a cost price of 88,200, if you subtract it from your sales, uh, you will get a return of 316,800. So 88,000 gives you 316,000. Of course, you have to move the maize from the farm to the warehouse where they are going to buy. So that cost was not included. Uh, but no matter what, you are not going, you are not going to spend. Uh, 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 a good amount of your return on, on transport all right and if you have a truck fine and good for sesame uh, if you apply the best the good farming practices that we are recommending in this business plan uh, you will harvest about 20 bags now benefit cost more than a maize in market price so a bag of benefit will cost around 35,000 at very uh, good rate sometimes it goes up if you store price goes up sometimes it comes down to the sub 30,000 naira so we're going to use 35,000 naira per bag so that will amount to 700,000 naira so when you subtract your cost of production which is 115,200 
you will get 584,800 Naira. So, if you combine your return, let's say you, you, you have you planted for both uh, uh, maize and sesame. So, at the end of the year, you, you will have uh, your return on investment. Let's say you planted both maize and sesame. By the end of the year, your return, what comes to you, will be one million uh forty thousand fifty naira for one hectare one million forty thousand fifty naira and fifty naira for one hectare all right so and that is coming from investing one hundred and fifteen thousand two hundred naira for both the maize and sesame that's a huge return but remember, you can only you can only earn this uh, this 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 uh, this profit, this return on investment, if you do everything as specified by this business plan. So you are going to be a, a, you are going to apply digital services. You are going to do everything as specified in this uh, in this business plan. Now, there are forces of nature that may reduce this return on investment. I repeat, there are forces of nature like flooding, like cattle herdsmen, like uh, uh, pests, some really, really unprecedented plague, some an act of God that could lead to you not getting this expected profit and uh, profit and uh, profit uh, that is projected. Now, like I said, this is an act of God and not because you did everything right and then the other one is uh, climate change so even if you did everything right and then somehow there is a tsunami or something or heavy flooding those are things that you cannot control so these projections are assuming that things remain the same right of which most of the time they are acts of god don't happen don't happen every day and it is an act of god it's not it, it does not only affect farming it affects every businesses so it affects our schools our hospitals our markets and all that so it's not just exclusive to farmers but i'm saying that uh, we should not assume that farming is without risks and that these projections could be lower than what we are presenting here it could be higher than what we are projecting presenting here but uh, we have seen from uh, experience that these are realistic results all right so in conclusion if you are planning on farming around uh, farming around the year like we are presenting in this business plan for maize and sesame then you will need a total of about 115,000 naira. this same capital will be reused for both crops that is 88,000 for the first phase which is maize and then 115,000 for the second phase which is sesame or any other crop that you decide to grow so um uh as we enter the question and answer phase uh if you uh we want to thank you so much for finding time to join this uh webinar there will be a follow-up webinar because we know that uh this episode is more of a summary and you probably have a lot of questions so and uh some of us may not even have the capacity to write a business plan they probably want to have it written for you 
some of you may want to learn more about the market systems like uh, the, the, the the trading parts like how do you access this premium buys like it so we're going to have uh, I don't know I, I'm not sure but we're, we're most likely going to have uh, a second seminar that will go into a deep dive beyond the 40 minutes time slot maybe two hours three hours even spread out by a couple of days where we will now deep dive into the farming uh, process your business process and go into the nitty-gritty you know and if eventually you decide to uh, to farm according to this farming process we can also provide you like a round year uh, support in terms of uh, extension and uh, other consulting services now this second seminar uh, if we have enough interest it's not going to be free it's going to be a very small amount that anybody can afford all right so yeah just to give you a clue it's going to be ten thousand maybe i don't know but it's going to be very affordable for literally everyone and uh, for this second seminar will be going deep dive like deep dive into uh into the farming process all right so like what we expect on day one day two day three up until harvest will go like you are going to have like a movie it's going to be like a movie of what you will experience as a farmer from day one to the end of the year so i, I think it's going to be a very interesting uh a very interesting uh, episode episode two and uh, if you think you are interested in this episode too, or uh, you can send us an email to info at ruralfarmershub.com. You can call the phone number on the flyer that you saw before for this event. Uh, either ways, you could do any of that. Then secondly, if you don't have the capacity, despite you find everything we've done so far to be interesting, you like it, you want to go into farming, you want to have your own business plan written for you. Uh, someone in our team is very good at it. So you can call the phone number on the flyer and schedule a meeting and uh, discuss the pricing. Like it's going to still be very affordable. All right. And uh, just to make it uh, more palatable, if anyone uh, signs up for the next uh, webinar the, the next paid webinar you could get the business plan for free that's like let's say if the next webinar is ten thousand naira to attend if you signed up for that webinar you will also get a business plan personalized business plan for your farm for free and you also get that uh, uh, support one year support you know you could write us an email you could call us to provide guidance for you from day zero up until the day you harvest for 10,000 naira. All right. So, yeah, I will look forward to your question. And uh, finally, thank you so much for joining this uh, webinar. I hope you are staying safe out there. I hope uh, you are catching up with your family and friends. And uh, we will see you in the next one. We'll see you in the Q&A. Bye-bye.